Hello and welcome to BF News. I'm Sophie and this is our weekly roundup of all the latest updates from the world of British fencing. A very special welcome to all our members and hello to new listeners. Thanks for your support. Did you know BF offers a free 90-day introduction to fencing membership? You can join and support our sport. There's info on the Become a Member link on our homepage at britishfencing.com. Coming up this week, we've got information about the British Senior Championships, there's some coach education opportunities, some GBR updates, and nourishing well-being through fencing. That's an interview with Dr Jonathan Katz that I held with him and Rob Cordron. A really good conversation to tune into. First of all, good luck to our senior sabres at FIE competitions this weekend. The women's sabre are in Istanbul right now and men's sabre are in Budapest and we're watching their progress on British fencing on social media. If you would like to share an event or a story from your club, you can email media at britishfencing.com. First off, the British Senior Championships, Team Championships and GB Cup 2022 dates have been announced. They'll take place from the 3rd to the 5th of June at the English Institute for Sport in Sheffield. Due to the international calendar, venue availability and the Easter holidays, it's not possible to hold the British Senior Championships in April, as has happened in previous years. The three-day multinational championship event will take place on the 3rd to the 5th of June 2022. That's the Platinum Jubilee Bank Holiday, celebrating Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee. Wheelchair fencing events will take place as part of the 2022 British Senior Championships, with more information to follow. The Senior Championships will also see the introduction of the B Championships, with fencers eliminated from the pool stage of the competition, being promoted to the B Tableau and then competing for the British B Championships on the same day. The 22 British Team Championships will also be held over the event weekend. The GB Cup, which is an annual tournament for intermediate regional fencers that are ranked outside of the top 50 of national senior rankings in their weapon for women's foil, epee sabre and men's sabre, and outside the top 80 for men's foil and epee as of the 1st of January 22, will take place on the same weekend. GB Cup fencers will qualify through a regional event for the national final. The aim of the event is to provide adult intermediate regional fencers with an annual national tournament. Regions across the UK will nominate an event taking place in their region to count as their GB Cup qualifier. Based on placings in these events, along with the eligibility criteria for the finals event, regions will select the two highest placed fencers in each weapon to represent their region at the national finals. Information has been sent to each regional committee with the qualification and entry process for the GB Cup 2022. Further information on entries for the 2022 British Senior Championships and the British Team Championships will be available in late March. And now a summary of our Welfare Officer Community Discussion Event. BF had its first Welfare Discussion Event of 2022 last week. A big thank you to all those who attended. It was great to have you all together again. We covered a range of topics. The discussion events are community events where different people from the community come together and join us on Zoom. If you haven't attended any of these or if you'd like more information, there's a whole list of them on our website, a calendar available, and you can sign up for different events if you're a welfare officer. There's one coming up in April for event organisers, so do take a look at that. In the welfare officer discussion event, we discuss the current COVID status. So as we continue to move forward with COVID and more restrictions are being lifted, it's important for BF clubs to continue to consult with all key members, such as welfare officers, 
to ensure that their risk assessments and practices are up to date. For help with these risk assessments, we do have a template available on our website, or if you have any specific queries, please get in touch with Hannah Gavin. Her email address is hannah.gavin at britishfencing.com. Some key advice, face coverings should continue to be encouraged to be worn by participants when not fencing in line with risk assessment, and the handshaking rule is still suspended. Code of conducts were discussed as well. Many VF clubs are taking the opportunity as members return to reintroduce and update their working codes of conduct. Having members commit to a set of standards allows clubs to continue to run sessions safely and ensures an enjoyable fencing environment for all. A great practice is to get club participants to work together to write elements of the code of conduct. This ensures that all views are represented and it will encourage positive adoption. And there's a new safeguarding structure. I mentioned this in the news summary last week. British Fencing and England Fencing have agreed on a new structure to improve safeguarding support in fencing in England. This sees the responsibilities for managing the delivery of safeguarding services in the regions move from regional committees to British Fencing. Safeguarding in England will be split into five areas, each with its own area safeguarding officer who will take responsibility for two or three regions and will be supported by at least one deputy area safeguarding officer. All these roles are voluntary and they report to the lead VF safeguarding officer. And where a region has an existing qualified active regional welfare officer, VF will be looking to support them to continue in their role with that region, either as an area or deputy area safeguarding officer. So there is a full news post, which I summarised last week as well around this, and we are seeking those area and deputy area safeguarding officers. If you're interested, please do contact us for more information if you need as well. There's a coach education update. We have an introduction to coaching fencing course in Durham from the 9th to the 10th of April 2022. Bookings are now open for this level one BF coach education course in the northeast. It's a new ITCF course schedule, so it's the 9th of 10th of April in Durham. There's an exact location to be con uh, confirmed soon. The course ITCF was developed for those with fencing experience who wish to start coaching and also people who have an interest in working in a community setting, providing those first fencing experiences for people who want to try it. So the ITCF course provides delegates with the skills and the knowledge to deliver group sessions, developing the basic skills of fencing. Who should attend this course? It's probably best for people from clubs and organisations with some fencing experience and who are confident with the fencing actions. You need to be 18 years old, but 16 and 17 year olds are also welcome if you have a suitable reference, for example, from your club. So if you're interested in becoming a coach at your club, you'd like to help out, then this course could be for you. You need to have a bit of experience in fencing, ideally beyond 12 months or have the co core coach qualification. And you do need to have a valid British fencing membership. There's more information about that and all of our courses available on our website. So if you're up in the Northeast region, introduction to coaching fencing, become a level one coach, help out at your club. It's in Durham, 9th and 10th of April. And talking of coaches, Blackheath Fencing Club has asked us to let everyone know that they're looking for a BF registered coach, three weapons, level three or higher coach. The club has just reopened its Thursday evening session to relieve pressure on its Tuesday session and to host the South East London Sabre Group, whose aim is to reinstate sabre fencing on the eastern side of London and northwest Kent. The club has 50 adult members and 30 juniors, and it has long waiting lists for both groups, so reinstating the Thursday junior group is also one of their objectives. 
If you're interested in coaching with Blackheath Fencing Club, you would be joining the current three coach team and you would be coaching junior and adult fencers. Please contact the club directly about this. You can send inquiries and your CV to secretary at blackheathfencing.org.uk. And some updates for our GBR fencers. As always, you can find selections for upcoming competitions on our website, so have a look out for those. We also have the Senior International Competition Update Grand Prix removed for EPE and Grand Prix added for Sabre. On the 16th of March, BF received official notification from the FIE. The EPE Grand Prix in Cali, Colombia, is originally scheduled for the 29th of April, has been cancelled. And a Sabre Grand Prix event in Padua in Italy has been scheduled for the week of uh, the weekend of the 20th of May. Official confirmation has been received and the calendar has been changed. You can check out all of this information on our BF Master Competition calendar, which is available on our website. Sabre athletes who are looking to be selected for that newly added Grand Prix in Padua, please note the selection point for that event will be the 11th of April 2022. So do check the calendar on the website. And finally, Nourishing Wellbeing with Fencing, an interview with Dr. Jonathan Katz. In this interview, we explore fencing as a way to nourish our well-being with an in-depth discussion about why different people fence and what it means to approach athletes as people first. Dr. Jonathan Katz, for those of you who don't know him, is a consultant psychologist with 35 years experience of applied psychology support across a wide range of health, well-being and sporting settings. Jonathan has worked in fencing in a wide variety of roles. He's a coach, a coach developer, and for the last two years has been working closely with BF's Athlete Development Programme, supporting the design and implementation of a mental skills toolkit for athletes and coaches on the programme. So in this interview, I was joined by Rob Cordron. Dr. Katz talks about what it is we get from our fencing and why the experience is different for everyone. It's an in-depth discussion. It's about one hour and 18 minutes long. So I recommend one to listen to over the weekend or when you really want to dig in and enjoy learning about how fencing nourishes our well-being. Jonathan also discusses the well-being meter and that was first seen in the July 2021 edition of The Sword magazine. So if you're interested in taking a look at that, then you can look back at that in that issue also available on our website. We look at that and how we can use it as a tool to monitor our well-being in our lives. So I'll leave you with a short snippet from our interview on nourishing well-being with fencing, an interview with Dr. Jonathan Katz. Jonathan, it's um, really nice to have you here. And uh, first question is a, is a simple one. What is it that we get from fencing, our fencing? What do we get from fencing? I think people will, will, will fence or the sport in general because it helps them to feel better about themselves in various ways. So an example of that would be uh, with the Olympics coming up, that will be uppermost in some people's minds at a, at a high level elite sport and, the com- and that sort of competitive sport is, is meeting a, a deep-seated desire for folks to challenge themselves and to see how far they can go in a, in a given sport and fencing is no, is no exception in that. However, it's, it's also worth bearing in mind that not everyone, rightly or wrongly, can become an Olympian, but everyone can do sport. And what sport does is it can provide for some people an outlet from from their day-to-day life. 
So they have their, their day-to-day work challenges. They maybe have their family or domestic circumstances. And being able to go out of an evening or an afternoon for a few hours, uh, put aside all, all of those concerns and spend time with folks, perhaps chatting, socializing, doing a bit of activity, can, can really help them feel reinvigorated and charged on the one hand. And the other hand, also to de-stress. So we can, we can have multiple purposes in that regard. And in the number of shades between those, those two extremes, if you like, where you can get folks who, who are really keen to, to learn a skill. They derive real satisfaction from getting good at something. So for them, the process of learning is intrinsically satisfying and fencing along with other sports where there's a wide range of technical and tactical options really provides lots of resource to satisfy that particular need or or, uh, preference for for a person. And then there are folks who like to vary the activity they do from a fitness point of view. And what fencing does is it adds variety to activities. So they may well do other activities, for example, cycling or swimming or jogging. And what fencing does is it provides a different kind of activity that can add variety and interest for, for, for them. And I, I guess then they're the folks who want to learn the sport and they and they and they're keen to challenge themselves in local competitions, either regional or national competitions. And those competitions mean as much to that person as the Olympic Games means to the person going to the Games. Although one gets the world's media attention on it, but the, for that person, that, that Saturday they go to competition or Sunday or that club competition of an evening can be something they, can, they may well work up to for some weeks. And, and uh, it provides some direction for how they can spend some of their time away from family and so on and give them space for them to become uh, i guess more supportive of their own of their own well-being through that activity so that's a just to say brief but that's a, a briefish overview of a response to the question that, that you asked Rob. that really rings a bell with me though because i I think I'm one of the earlier people that you mentioned. I, I took up fencing to de-stress, certainly. I, I know that that's how I first came to it. And also it slightly rings a bell where you're saying, you know, someone who enjoys to maybe improve a skill. Um, so it's sort of, I can understand how people could blend across those different types there. And you mentioned there, Jonathan, as well, around helping with people's well-being. We hear that spoken about a lot. Oh, this helps your well-being. This is, this is good for your well-being. What what do you define well-being? What is well-being to you? Let's go there. Well-being is, is a label that's, that's been provided to summarise a, a range of different psychological uh, components, if you like. And in essence, well-being is, or can be helpfully seen as an outcome. And it's an outcome whereby the person feels 
that the challenges they're facing in their circumstance, they have the resources to meet those challenges reasonably easily. And when that balance remains in, in that way, then it could be said that the person has a good sense of well-being. In, in other words, there is, there is some strain they experience, but it is strain which is not perceived as problematic in any particular way.